Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Hello everyone. I am MD and you are on the Fourth Branch podcast program. Today it is a conversation about a very controversial topic anti-semitism as of this podcast as i'm making this podcast there is in the house a vote a resolution that's being uh, passed that is supposed to prevent anti-semitism language now this particular vote comes at the heel of a statement that was made by the newly minted congresswoman Ilan Omar Ilan Omar is one of two of only two Muslim serving in Congress in fact uh, she was uh, elected in the 2018 midterm election during the sweeping uh, win by the Democrat Party over the Republican Party. Now, you may not know exactly the detail behind that, but before we go further, let me quickly uh, say something about anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is simply uh, in the in the most simplistic way is hostility to prejudice or discrimination against Jew. Now, listen carefully to the definition. It is hostility to prejudice or discrimination against Jew. Now, you could use if if we want to replace to substitute anti-semitism to racism you may recall that racism is hostility to prejudice or discrimination against blacks now do you know how many times over how many decades since the existence of the united states members of congress or the Senate have expressed hostility towards prejudice against blacks? Well, don't answer that. Well, we cannot uh, we cannot bring ourselves to count, but there has not been any attempt or any uh, effort by any member of either party to bring a resolution to the Senate to Congress, to the House, in order to hold people accountable for making those type of statements. Just recently, you may recall 
that uh, uh, Steve King, uh, a member a, of uh, the Republican Party, was finally booted out of uh, most all the committees that he was a member of because uh, he finally said something, uh, as we say in this country, that broke the camel back. But Steve King had been in Washington for over a decade. And he has been behaving, expressing himself exactly the same way he did express himself the last time when everybody was all up in arm and decided we ought to do something about it. Now, I'm not here to defend Mrs. Omar. I'm not here to defend anyone or I'm not here to support Mrs. Omar. What I'm, I'm, I will try to do at this point is to put in perspective what we are witnessing. The very reason that we're having this conversation is because of something Mrs. Omar said, which I will be reading to you in, a few, in, in just a moment. And now, while there is no disagreement at all as to the fact that nobody should be expressing, especially if you're a member of Congress, a member of the Senate, if you're a member of the, of the government, no one in the public eyes, in the uh, occupying a public office, should express views that are prejudicial, hostile, or detrimental to any group. That's just something that should not be because the very the, the very office that someone who works in the government holds say that you actually hold that office to serve everybody. You serve everybody in your state and if you aspire to higher ground, then you will serve everybody in the country as such. Uh, even if you have a view that may be prejudicial to a particular group, you will do best not expressing that view. Now, that's understood, that's accepted, and no one can argue that. But I do have two problems with the House resolution. The first problem I have is what I just expressed, that since the existence of the United States, there have been, in fact, in the beginning of, uh, of, of this country, in, uh, especially right after the period of, uh, the uh, period of slavery, the hostility, the prejudice, the discriminations against blacks have been, uh, it, 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 it was in plain view and it was never a uh, nobody ever thought about bringing a resolution to prevent that from becoming the norm now the very passing of the resolution is telling in fact the very passing of the resolution would show you that mrs omar ilan omar was actually very correct about her assessment of the situation, her assessment as to how members of Congress, members of the Senate, uh, behave towards Israel vis uh, uh, and when you compare that to any other country, to any other group, even to groups or American people, blacks for instance, you would notice that Mrs. Omar had a point. 
So let's just take a, a look at what Mrs. Omar said. Now, what I'm about to read to you is a tweet. A tweet that was sent by Mrs. Omar and that tweet was sent as a rebuttal after she had a conversation and it looks like someone i'm not sure who whether it was a journalist or it was someone else in congress that was uh that had a conversation with her and presumably that person was trying to kind of steer her toward providing support for israel and for whatever reason the argument then go the other person's way and mrs omar sent that uh, that tweet by the way mrs omar is a congresswoman who represent the fifth district uh, of uh, of uh, in minnesota uh, again she was elected during the 2018 midterm election here's what she said she said our democracy is built on debate i should not be expected to have allegiance pledge or support to a foreign country in order to serve my country in congress or serve on committee the people of the fifth elected me to serve their interests i'm sure we can agree on that now obviously there were other pieces of the conversation back and forth but the gist of the conversation uh, is around that statement that I just read to you and I am having a very difficult time to understand what is anti-Semitic about it. Now I will tell you a little bit about Mrs. Omar while she's, she, uh, she feel the way she feel and uh, but most importantly uh, uh, what the house just did is actually to confirm exactly what mrs uh omar the 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 concern mrs omar expressed uh the house passed a resolution that clearly said that mrs omar was correct now the rest of the story you can read it online uh if you go to uh, to twitter and uh, you of course uh, search for elon omar you will see the thread of the conversation and uh, during the uh, throughout the thread mrs omar say all this that we're talking about is about the benjamin and she made reference to the fact that there is a lobbying group which is jewish that's lobbying people in washington and that's all it is that's why we here in the united states congress senators they are providing so much support for israel because it's all about money now she's not wrong and i i'm still not sure that i understand where is the anti-semitism in that behavior but don't go anywhere we will come back to take a look at exactly what those uh, uh people who have made such a big issue out of that why do they feel the way they feel and how by doing by passing the resolution they actually saying that mrs omar was absolutely correct in her assessment as to the fact that people in washington congressmen senators elected official they all doing the bidded the bidding of israel nobody can argue the fact that the united states has blindly supported israel
and when i come back we will discuss some of that and also i will uh, read for you portion of an article that i just wrote about mrs omar in regards to that very aspect I am MD, host of the 4th Branch program, inviting you to join me every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. and every weekday at 2 p.m. for discussions of social political issues and to dissect the meaning and the importance of current events as well as to understand topics of legislations. The 4th Branch project is not associated with any political party and we at the fourth branch do not have any political agenda or aspiration our ultimate objective is to work towards achieving a more perfect union by removing ignorance the biggest obstacle to our democracy Stay with us. We will be right back. It is without doubt that the reaction to Mrs. Omar's tweet is overwhelmingly due to her race and her religion. I can say that without any hesitation. Now, here's the, uh, a little bit about Mrs. Omar. Mrs. Omar is originally from Somalia. Now, she is an American citizen now. Now, as a Muslim, if you are come from the Middle East, if you are a Muslim, you are you have without doubt uh, not you don't feel that great about Israel, and there is a reason for that. There is a history for about that. I wrote extensively about that. In fact, I did publish two very lengthy documentaries about this fact. We will not talk about that today, but it's something that we can address at some other time. So as a Muslim, Mrs. Omar knows what Israel has done to Muslim, the Palestinian in particular. Now you may recall that Israel came into existence in 1945. Now there was a UN resolution that was passed that provides uh, those two countries, the Palestine and Israel, to be able to coexist. 
and uh, the UN resolution uh, made it search that Israel has a portion of the land and Palestine has a portion of the land. Now, there is no way I can show that to you here because, of course, it's a podcast. But if you were able to see what uh, the land that the Palestine had before Israel and what it, what's remained now, you would ask yourself, why is the world protecting Israel? Now, the simple word is anti-Semitism. And the reason for that is because Israel, as I will read, actually, uh, the, the, the whole article that I wrote uh, four years ago, are flashing the anti-Semitism card. Because every time, every time that someone says something that's not flattering towards Israel, everyone scream anti-Semitism. Which means if you express opposition to something Israel is doing, if you express opposition to their policy, to the way that they behave, suddenly the whole world is up in arms claiming it's anti-Semitism. So we are familiar with that and that anti-Semitism card is being flashed every single time. So I, I am very certain that Mrs. Omar is a victim of, of that. That everybody is screaming anti-Semitism. And yet, I have to, to find that there is any resolution that is passed in Congress, that is passed in the Senate, that prevent people from addressing, from being prejudicial towards black. In fact, if anything, most of the legislation that are passed, most of the laws are detrimental to blacks. So that's a story we will, uh, we will discuss in collaboration with this story about uh, Mrs. Omar. But here's uh, the article that I just wrote a couple of days ago about Mrs. Omar uh, in uh, light of this uh, debacle. Uh, that article was more like a rebuttal to the Washington Post by Henry Holson that wrote, Elon Omar is the Steve King of the left. Now, Steve King is openly a white nationalist supporter, is openly a white supremacist supporter, and is a Republican senator. Now, because of that, just uh, a few months ago, there was uh, uh, something done uh, within the Republican camp to kick Mrs. Mr. King out of all the committee that he was part of. Now, keep in mind that Mr. King has been in Washington for over a decade. And his position is nothing new. He has had that position for decades. But for decades, they are... they 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 welcome it, they do nothing about it, they uh, nurture it, and then all of a sudden, because of the changing tide, now they kick him out. But Mrs. Omar is a newly minted congresswoman. Now, if nothing else, there is no comparison between Mrs. Omar and Steve King for that reason alone, because Mrs. Omar has been in Washington for just a couple of months, which means she still yet she still yet to understand or to navigate uh, the, the, the the all the different 
uh, intricacies, complexities of the of that town. So that aside, here is how I started the article. Mrs. Omar is a newly minted congresswoman, one of only two Muslim women elected to Congress in the 2018 midterm election. She represents constituents in the 5th district in the state of Minnesota. Mrs. Omar is 37 years old as of this writing. Let me pause just for a moment to mention that you can read about this article and many others that posted on the peoplebranch.org that people branch that's one word people branch but people p-e-o-p-l-e-b-r-a-n-c-h.org that's peoplebranch.org there you will find a number of articles that's written about many different topics now back to mrs omar like many newly baked legislators, such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, representing New York 14th District, and Rashida Tlaib, representing Michigan 13th District, Elon has been very vocal about issues she and her constituent care about. She has been vocal about what she perceived to be inadequate, inappropriate, all wrong barely a quarter in the job still trying to figure out her place in washington with the fire still burning inside of her mrs omar just like the other newbies will be unfiltered unrefined translation she will ruffle a few feathers but Mrs. Omar is nothing like Steve King. It is expected and should be accepted. There is a learning curve for everyone in life, much more so for those young individuals who have begun a journey to serve the country they love. Thus far, the reaction towards her comments have been overblown by both Democrats and Republicans. The reaction are so swift that Mrs. Pelosi announced a resolution against anti-Semitism to be voted on tomorrow. Now, when I wrote the article, uh, that was uh, uh, the next day was is, was supposed to be the vote on the resolution. Now, here are, here are a few of the thread. Uh, between Mrs. Omar and others. It's all about the Benjamin baby, Omar tweeted in response to a tweet from the journalist Glenn Greenwald about House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy threatening to take action against the freshman congressman over her criticism of Israel. Subsequently, when asked to clarify what she meant, Omar in a separate tweet seemed to suggest a pro-Israel lobbying group, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, is paying U.S. politicians to support Israel. Now, we can all agree that 
there is indeed lobbying in Washington by all groups and that also include Jewish groups. Now I still have yet to understand what is anti-Semitic about that comment but believe it or not that's what was used to condemn the comment Mrs. Omar made saying that it was anti-Semitic. Now I'm not a Jew so it is difficult for me to be able to wrap my brain around that comment because if I were to remove the word American Israel Public Affairs Committee and put, and put another group such as the Black Activist uh, co Committee now I don't know I would be uh, that upset because I am well aware that in Washington we have lobbying groups and plenty of them that paying uh, those elected official congressmen and senator so that they can push their agenda now would that make such statement a racist statement the answer is absolutely not so forgive me because I have yet to understand the anti-semitic aspect of that statement by Mrs. Omar so I would like to have someone explain that aspect to me because I do not comprehend this anti-Semitic aspect that sending everybody all in up in arm and condemning Mrs. Omar comment and classifying it or qualifying it as anti-Semitic. Maybe I'm just ignorant, but hey, everybody needs to be school. So please let me know what exactly that statement I just I just read the last statement that uh, make reference to the American Israel Public Affairs Committee uh, lobbying politician to support Israel I'll be right back in 1996 a small network by the name of Fox News was launched with just 17 million viewers today with over 100 million people watching regularly, Fox has become the greatest threat to our democracy. Constantly bombarding the airwaves with false information, distortion of facts, and outright lies presented to its audience as news, Fox has created an army of blissful ignorance. According to a survey, 82% of Fox viewers are ignorant of facts and the truth. To keep millions of people in ignorance not only prevents democracy from flourishing, but it also clears the path to authoritarianism, to dictatorship. Martin Luther King Jr. said, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Let me finish by saying that democracy cannot survive in an environment where truth and facts do not matter. At Fox, truth and facts do not matter. Indeed, democracy in America is in jeopardy. 
it is a crisis the country can no longer ignore. back. Now I am going to read to you an article that I wrote four years ago. It is flashing the anti-Semitism card. Flashing anti-Semitism card. Now when I wrote that article, there was just uh, around the corner a war uh, during the summer of 2014 heading to 2015, a war between Israel and the Palestine. And the, well, actually I should say, uh, the war uh, of the 2014 happened during the summer of 2014. And during that time, there were a number of things that happened. One of which that the Israel, uh, the, 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 the leaders, uh, those who were responsible to uh, com- to send orders to the troops gave order to bomb a civilian location, a civilian uh, place where uh, there were children and many civilians hold up there uh, in order to to weather the the, the war between uh, Hamas and the and Israel and the troops now israel did not bomb the location the civilian location by mistake and we know that because for there were at that time uh u.n crews on the ground and 18 times not one twice or three times 18 times u.n crew warned Israel that that particular location had civilian and some UN crew member were also in that building so that was there was no mistake there Israel bombed the place anyway now the reason I brought that particular story to you is to 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 say the following that when uh, UN try to bring uh, charges against Israel for war crimes, Israel flashes the anti-Semitism card and ran to US to block any attempt by the world body to bring Israel to answer for the crime. That's when I wrote that particular article flashing the anti-semitism card as i explained earlier israel has been flashing the anti-semitism card every chance he got and for reasons that are still baffling to me every time israel is in a bind every time someone expresses opinion that's clearly justified against israel they call cry anti-semitism it's as if there is no way to hold Israel accountable because everything that 
brought to the table to hold Israel accountable is anti-Semitic. Go feed you that. Here it is. For over half century, 65 plus years, the state of Israel has been inflicting on the Palestinian the same pain and torture and carrying out similar atrocities carried by the Nazis on the Jewish people. During the conflicts with Palestinian fighters, Israel has indiscriminately bombed civilian locations, killed women and children, and offered the most ridiculous reason. They said that Palestinian fighters were hiding among civilians. The Jewish leaders have grown to see such treatment of the Palestinian people a normal course of life while decrying the condition under the Nazis. Israel has always had the support of the world community which fears being seen as or being called anti-Semitic. As such, the suffering of the Palestinian matters very little. In fact, the international community has always blamed the Palestinian fighters for any ill in the region. Ironically, the state of Israel has been on the wrong side of UN charters for 66 years. Any attempt by the international community to right the wrong Israel has been doing to the Palestinian is usually squashed because Israel flashes the anti-Semitism card. Blindly supported by the US government who has helped propagandize Palestinian fights against Israel wrongdoing as terrorism and aided by the US media which has helped spread the propaganda, Israel has flashed the anti-Semitism card as a defense against any attempt to expose and punish its wrongdoing. The strategy has worked for a very long time. While the U.S. continues to back Israel unconditionally, the international community has started to see Israel for what it really is, a country that is led by evil leaders who closely resemble Hitler in their action. They bet that the world would continue to see Israel as a victim of anti-Semitism instead of a country that's perpetrating crime towards its neighbors. Irrespective of the world's belief in regards to Jesus and his birthplace, one thing is certain. He is no longer in Israel because the devil has already occupied the land, the hearts and the soul of the Jewish leaders. It is counted in the Bible that there was no room for Jesus when he was born. The Jewish leaders have always made certain it stays that way. For over half century, Israel has treated 
the Security Council resolution with this then, with this then, and show nothing but contempt for the UN Charter. Any other state in the world who would persist in refusal to obey UN Council resolution as Israel has would have been subjected to threats of economic and military sanction. In addition to ignoring resolution by the world body, UN, short of launching a full-fledged genocide campaign against the Palestine, Israel has engaged in atrocities towards the Palestinian similar to Assad towards the Syrian. The logic the Western government advances is that Israel has a right to defend itself. But any other country who does is considered a threat, is considered terrorist. It is without doubt that the United States and all other Western governments which continue to support Israel and condone its action will soon find themselves on the wrong side of history. The Western state in general, U.S. government in particular, should stop Israel for the continuous use of the anti-Semitism card. Because it is not anti-Semitic to demand accountability from the Jewish leaders. It is not anti-Semitic to enforce UN resolution. It is not anti-Semitic to bring Israel to compliance. It is not anti-Semitic to judge its atrocities towards the Palestinian as criminal acts. It is not anti-Semitic to force Israel leaders to, be, to act like they belong to the human race. The international community should act to stop Israel from hiding behind the anti-Semitism curtain. It is time. It is well overdue. I thank you for spending the time with me. I hope this information was informative. Now, what I just read was just one single article that I wrote four years ago. As I mentioned at the top of the program, I have a two long documentary that talk in great detail about the action that Israel has taken, has taken towards the Palestinian since 1945 and it doesn't warrant that people just sit on the sideline or do nothing for fear of being called anti-Semitic because Israel has committed its share of atrocities towards the Palestinian. It is time that the world recognize that fact and bring Israel to justice because failure to do so would put the world, uh, especially the Western government, 
and Israel on the wrong side of history when the rest of the world recognize that the reason Israel continue to behave, to act in a criminal manner is because the Western government have been protecting that country for all, from all those bad action for all those crimes they committed against the people of the Palestine. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch live from New York. Good day.